0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Academy with your hosts, Nick Dutton of Engage Finance and James Cross from Crossover Property on this episode of the Entrepreneur Academy.
1: I don't have business cards because I don't want them and I don't take business cards because I lose business cards. My bag has an invisible hole in there that business cards <laughs> go to die. But
0: now, here are your
1: hosts, Nick and James.
0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Academy. This is actually part one of a two-part chat with Cal Condola. For anyone that doesn't know her, This is a great insight to how she works and her journey. And for anyone that does know her, you know what's
1: about to come. Enjoy. I'd say I've been involved in finance and property from a very early age, because I started as an estate agent when I was 18, and then I went back into education. So I wanted to do my degree and my MBA. I did that part-time while I was working. Mm -hmm. So from being an estate agent, I went on to work for Lloyds Bank as a financial consultant, Um, then in 1998 I moved to Nottingham when I married my husband Peter and um, from there we sort of started on on property bought our first property which was actually a lease option so that was back in 1990 before I knew what lease options were Um, and I think we did pretty much everything we could to that property because it was a commercial with a flat above Okay. We converted the um, shop into an off-licence. We did a title split with the flat above. Wow. We extended that and converted that into a five-bed HMO. Yeah, brilliant. So we did a commercial conversion, HMO, title split, and lease option on our first purchase. A lot of, of strategies there in that one day. Yeah, yeah well, in that yeah. one project. And then we kind of went on from that. Um, I We worked for the Home Office, um, looking after asylum seekers in Nottingham and Derby. Okay. In the end I was managing 400 HMOs across Nottingham and Derby for the Home Office. And that was pretty hard yeah. work. And if that doesn't put you off doing HMOs, nothing will, because <laughs> it was really difficult because on one side you've got the tenants and then on the other side you've got the Home Office and I don't know which side was worse. Yeah. Yeah, there were days where you know you're kind of banging your head against the wall. That's wall because of that side and that wall because of that side. Um, From there, I decided that I'd had enough of that. I wanted to go back into finance, but I wanted to do it my way. So I set up my own mortgage brokerage with a friend of mine who actually worked at a packager at the time. So he sort of said to me, look, you know, if you want to set it up, I'll help you. So with his help, I set that up. Um, After a few years, they actually asked me to become a satellite packager for them as well. Okay. So we did that. And my office was just down the road from here, Nuttall Road. Yeah, yeah. So I had the shopfront there. And uh, in the end, we were packaging for 15 brokers across Nottingham. Okay. Which was nice because we had the brokerage and the packaging company. Yeah, yeah. So I learned a lot about underwriting while I was doing that. Um, built up really good relationships with the lenders. Because anything you do, it's all about building relationships. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, and then what I did at the same time was my clients, I actually helped them build up property portfolios. And at the same time started doing that for myself and and for Peter, for my husband, because when we had, when the children were born, Mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that if they did want to go to university or whatever they wanted to do in their lives, they would have the money to do that. Because I didn't have that, obviously, because my parents couldn't afford to. So I had to work full time and do university part time. Yeah. And I didn't really want that for my kids. So as soon as Reese was born, we bought a house, we said, that's his uni fund. Yeah. And Kyle was born, we bought a house, that's his uni fund. Reese doesn't want to go to university, so I'm taking it back. <laughs> that's my shoe fund. <laughs> he's his choice. Yeah. yeah, well, he's got ideas for what he wants to do with the money from that house, but we'll see. You've got other right ideas. Yeah, I've got other <laughs> right ideas. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We might have to negotiate that one now. Um, but that's kind of where it went from. And so each property we bought was for a specific person, purpose. Yeah. So then we started looking at. Well, you know, I was self-employed. Um, didn't really have a pension. Didn't really, because I'd worked at Lloyds Bank before and I I was a, as a financial consultant and I yeah. knew how shit pensions were. I didn't really want to invest my money into one. So for me, it was invest money in property yeah. and that will become our pension fund over the years. So we kind of did that for a few years um, and at the same time, like I said, help my clients build other property portfolios as well. And it's just sort of gone on from there. Yeah, you know, I'd... we've single buy to lets, then we've gone on back into HMOs we started doing commercial conversions and now it's we're into sort of building large scale apartments and houses yeah. but yeah. primarily eco builds so it's Brilliant. been a big tra- it's been a good transition over the years
2: yeah exactly you yeah. take you your time you've done different strategies and work yourself yes. up rather than just jumping into the big stuff
1: yeah no go. i wouldn't do that i <laughs> yeah. see a lot of people doing that now and um, unless you've got the right people around you i wouldn't advise it yeah. i get people like that coming to me all the time um, can you build this for us and we need the funding what is it 22 apartments okay how much money have you got nothing yeah
2: Yeah. Wow. good
1: time. place to start
2: <laughs> yeah and zero experience as zero well.
1: experience it's... yeah i've got a single buy to let yeah oh yeah, yeah. wow this is gonna really push your buttons <laughs> <laughs> i see that all the time um and you know we've got a few things that we're going to be yeah. announcing soon which really will be we hope mm. a change in the education for property professionals
2: i'm gonna jump in to talk about your kind of personal brand and, and mm-hmm who you know your network and who people know you has because anyone anyone doesn't know you um a little bit about you know you've said who you are but a lot of people in the industry know what a little bit about what you do um i mean how has your personal brand affected your business has it helped a lot
1: to be honest with you um i didn't really even understand what personal brand was until Mm. i came across progressive yeah um to me before with my mortgage brokerage All the business I had was referral business. And that was purely just out of building relationships with the right people. And that's what I've always done. Mm. Um, I had agents feeding me deals in terms of properties, and also clients for my mortgage business. And again, yeah. that was all about building relationships. So for me, I never thought about branding at the time. For me, branding was a logo yeah, and the website. You had to have a flashy website, which cost a bloody fortune in those days. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and every time you wanted to make a change to it, it was £150 plus VAT for yeah. some little geeky so-and-so to, <laughs> you know, push a few bloody buttons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I came across Progressive a few years ago, and branding was a completely different thing. You know, with social media and everything. Yeah. So with that, then I started obviously my Facebook page. Um, I'm trying to do more on LinkedIn. Yeah. I just feel LinkedIn's a bit grown up for me because
0: I'm a bit <laughs> nuts.
1: Although I am 49 years old, I do yeah. act like a four year old most of the time. <laughs> and some of the posts I put on Facebook on a Friday evening after I've had a few drinks can yeah. be a little bit yeah yeah they can be. But then that's me.
2: Yeah. But exactly.
1: people, you know, and sometimes some people have said to me. Do you not think you're hurting your brand by doing that? And I don't because I think I'm being who I am. And at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't like me and doesn't like what I stand for and what I believe in, then they don't need to do business with me. And I don't want to do business with them.
2: Yeah, totally. I want to have a
1: bit of fun while I'm going, you know, with this. And in all fairness, I don't really need too much from other people. I can pretty much do what I need to do. I think I'm grown up enough now to have my views and be able to stand by them and if people have a problem it's their problem not mine
2: I don't know how you found it but I suppose as, as your following grows and the more people you know people will start coming out and, and not liking what you're doing and not liking what you're saying and it's you know it's, it's probably a very small minority but yeah. they come out um,
1: they will and I've, I've had you know a bit of backlash on some of the posts I've done um, in the last year or so and that's not a problem that's their opinion yeah. I'm happy that they've got their opinion. Uh, some of them are very strong in their opinions. Good for them. Yeah. I just hope I never see them in a dark alley because <laughs> they might want to hit me with something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I might have to be careful. When I drive home, I have to, you know, check, check bits. Right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Maybe start going different routes now. It's not that bad at the moment. You know?
0: yeah. Do you think but LinkedIn's I'm, changing, though?
1: Um, I think LinkedIn is now, yeah. Okay. So I've noticed it's not as stuffy as it used to be Yeah, um, I do still find that every time I log into it there's so many messages from people that are just trying to sell you stuff yeah. Yeah. SEO companies, yeah. lead generation companies, they haven't even looked into who you are and what you actually do no. and if somebody looks at my profile they can see I don't need that, Yeah. so why are you trying to sell me yeah. crap that I don't want it's again, it's just like, you know, having your email box spammed. Yeah, and yeah. those people, I just delete their comments straight away. Do you
0: get the events ones? Oh, we've got cancellation at Ascot. Do you want to book
1: oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know what? Recently, I've had quite a few, and I think this is a bit cheeky, bastards, sending me stuff about um, diet programs and yeah, weight management. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, I get those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know I'm fat, but come on. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> All right, seriously, if I want to lose weight, I'll go to the bloody gym. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yes,
1: I'm a member of David Lloyd. I pay a lot of money for it. I don't fucking go there. So <laughs> I will go there. I don't need somebody on LinkedIn sending me details about their new program that they're starting yeah. for overweight ladies. That really gets me.
2: I think with social media nowadays, is it really does help in business and helps your following. I mean, you can almost sometimes get a little bit too consumed as it, but like mm. you said, if you you take it all with a bit of a pinch of salt and you be who you are and you have a little fun while you're doing it I yeah. think that's probably one of the better ways to do it and not take things too literal seriously if something someone doesn't like what you're saying yeah
1: I mean I to be honest I use Facebook a lot for my events to fill the events so Leicester PPN Canoe yeah. off PPN and then um, the Milton Keynes event a lot of the people that come to those events, they found me through Facebook yeah. or through Progressive or one of the groups. Yeah. You know, I try to add content into a lot of the groups as well. I do spend a fair bit of time every now mm-hmm. and then um, just answer- answering people's questions, try and give some help and advice when and ca- when I can. Because yeah, yeah. help, you know, that helps to build up your profile as well and uh, helps with your branding. But what I try to show in anything I do is that I genuinely care. The people that come to my events know that I do genuinely care about them. Yeah. And if there's something I can do to help them, I will do. It's not just about filling the room. And I always say to people, you know, yes, I, I am the host of the event, but I want you to come and talk to me. Yeah. You know, if there's something we can do for you, that's what we're there for. And I think people see that from the posts that we do on Facebook. Um, and that's why we, we do get a really good turnout. Mm-hmm. So I think I use. Facebook quite well in that sense yeah. you
2: touched on your networking events as well I think running those and having the host you know being the host of them you do have a very good knowledge base of different people in the industry and yeah if you can't help you're sure you'll know someone else who will yeah
1: I can direct them to the right person which is important yeah, yeah. and to be fair I mean I only joined progressive what three years ago yeah but most people think I've been there for 10 years mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, of, well, such a big mouth. <laughs> I've got a headache now. They feel like they've been listening to me for 10 years, but no. Yeah. But they do, you know, oh, you've been part of Progressive for so long. I'm like, mm, yeah, three years.
0: <laughs> you are quite out there on social media, with your Controversial posts.
1: But yes. I feel like
0: that's it does show your personality because you've got a lot of stage confidence and confidence in real life as well. Do you see that a lot of people where they're quite brave on social media, but then...
1: Keyboard warriors. Yeah. And I hate people like that. You know, if you're going to put yourself out there, put yourself out, be congruent to who you are. You know, don't pull that bullshit. There's so much fake stuff. Yeah. But then you get people that are on social media and they're all really, really nice and everything. Yeah. And But, you know, but with the people that do know them know that they're a complete so and so. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be Not so nice big. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, and those people are completely fake. Yeah. And I hate that and i try to be i am what i am and that's it you either like me or you don't maybe a little bit different on a friday after a few drinks or yeah. one of my barbecues yeah. things can get a little bit ropey there but yeah you know yeah, yeah. i am what i am and that's it
2: yeah well i think i think that's how should people should be should be they honest should. With who they are and yeah. Yeah, people like them for who they are it's mm. it's the best way
1: i see it all the time well i was actually having a conversation with somebody um, a few days ago that they were thinking of investing with somebody else yeah that's very vocal on social media about what they're doing. Um, lots of posts, lots of videos involved in, supposedly involved in lots of different businesses yeah. and everything. And and anyway, he came to me and said, look, you know, speaking to this person, I'm thinking of investing with them. Yeah, yeah. So I took him to one side because he's a good friend of mine and I don't really want him to lose any money. Mm. And I said to him, I said, okay, that project that that person's talking about, his actual involvement is this and this. Yeah. That business he's talking about, his involvement is really just this.
0: Yeah.
1: And I went through a few other things and he said, Right, okay. Not gonna happen then. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know. And this is and this is why I say a lot of times it's so important to do your due diligence. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that come to the events as well and yeah. um, they're in the WhatsApp groups and I uh, there was a bit of controversy in the Leicester PPN WhatsApp group recently because yeah. I yeah. did delete a few people.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely there's so. a reason
1: why yeah. I deleted those people yeah. out of the group because they were trying to get investment from people within the group and I know that what they say they're doing is not really what they're doing. Yeah. So I feel kind of responsible. Yeah. You know, yeah. It is my group at the end of the day, and I don't want anybody to lose money. And I don't want anybody to get into joint ventures because we all talk about joint ventures a lot. Yeah. But a lot of times we don't talk about the due diligence that's needed.
2: No, and I think people jump into them too quickly as well.
1: Far too quickly.
2: Um, I always say, uh, it, well, people talk about it's like dating. It is. You've yeah. got to go on a few dates. You've got to work out what your personalities are, what you want. And then before you get into a relationship, work that all out up front. It's, yeah. It takes, take your time doing it
1: exactly yeah because that's when you start to actually find out more about this person as well yeah. you know initially you think oh yeah this person's great and i've had that myself I, when i've been speaking to somebody oh yeah you know they've come up to me and they're doing this and this project and they mm-hmm. want to you know my help and advice and three months down the line like, freaking hell yeah. i have wasted all this time with yeah. this person yeah mm-hmm. and i'm glad i didn't actually invest any money yes i invested time with them but i'm glad i didn't invest any money because yeah. they really do not know what they're doing but too many people out there at the moment, they are desperate to get ahead, mm. you know, and we get it all the time, I we'll get people coming to the networking event saying, well, you know, I've been doing this for, for six months
0: and <sighs> yeah. nothing's Ooh. happened. Well, wow, six <laughs> yeah. months is
1: freaking nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, people do a job for 40 years expect, and are quite happy to get a pension of 20 grand a year yep. but coming to property and they want to be a millionaire in six months yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen yeah. is it no. like seriously and this is why i say to people no don't do that think about what you're doing think about how long it's going to take it's not going to happen in six months yeah. um i mean i put a post up a few months ago about uh, a lot of people who leave work Yes. Because they go yeah. to these courses and everything, they're all hyped up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave work and sack the bars and, yeah. and you know pull all that shit away and look what I've done today. I've sacked my bars, yeah. rip up my P60, all <laughs> that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you know, six months down the line. They're struggling because they haven't got the cash flow coming in. Because it does take longer to get the deals than yeah. you thought it was going to do. Yeah. It takes longer to then get the investors. Because then again, you got that chicken and egg thing where do I find an investor first or do I find the deal first? What are you going to talk to about an investor when you've never done a deal?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How are you going to, you know? And then if you do get the deal, then you get desperate because you've got you haven't got the money for it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, there's a balance with what you're doing, uh, and you're not going to do that in six months. Some people do good for them yeah. you know brilliant but there's very few and far between yeah. Yeah. and there's a lot of those that have been you know especially if they're married they got children mm-hmm. after six months the wife's kind of saying well you know mate we got bills to pay. Yeah, kids want feeding. Yeah, yeah. they need some freaking shoes. You know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. kids do need shoes every bloody five minutes. Yeah. they grow. Up, so my my two especially. That you know, as soon as I buy them some shoes, they're freaking grown again. I'm like, really? Yeah. You curl those toes up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy, you know. And then because of that, they then have to go back to work.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they start and from scratch again.
1: Exactly. And then it's you know, and a, a lot of, the, and also when it comes to mortgages, I mean, you know yourself. Yeah, yeah. You give up work and then you want to get a mortgage. You yeah. can't do it because you haven't just, got the income. Yeah. And then when you say to him, "Well, you, actually, you're going to have to go back to work." I'm, oh, well, I don't want to go back to work because yeah. I sacked my <laughs>
0: boss. Yeah. So well, social have. media. No. Yeah. I can't go back. I told everybody yeah. on
1: Facebook I sacked my boss. <laughs> <bus."
0: laughs>
1: now you're telling me I got to fucking go back because I need a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So people need to think about what they're doing.
2: It's looking at getting a bit of experience behind you as well, rather mm. than thinking you've got one deal, basing everything on predicted profit that hasn't been realised yet, and yeah. then. Working on that, wait a few months, work out what is actually costing you, see what else you're going to get along, and and actually then reevaluate things, but don't jump it too
1: quickly. Yeah. I've seen that recently with what a lot of people have said, well, is okay, well, you know, if if I do deal packaging, I'm getting two and a half, three grand per deal. Mm. That's not enough for me. I could do a development, I can earn a hundred thousand pounds in a development. Yay. Yeah. But yeah, brilliant. Yes, you could, but you're not going to earn that for 18 months. So what are you going yeah. to live on until, until exactly. then? Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. how are you going to pay your bills? And those people, if you're going to do it, if you really are genuinely going to leave work because you're going to go into development, for, you know, you're going to go into this big project, you're going to build flats or houses or whatever. So yes, you don't need a mortgage, so yeah. you don't need the income coming for that yeah. because you're going to get bridging and development and you've got investors or whatever. That's fine. You still need to have income for those 18 to yeah, months those. to two years. The life of a project developer is famine or feast. Yeah. We do a project. After 18 months, two years, we've realized a profit on it. Yeah. Very rarely does that go into the bank to pay your, you know, income for the next two years because yeah. it goes straight into another freaking development, yeah, or it goes into another project. Yeah. you kind of go from Waitrose to Sainsbury's finest, and then you, <laughs> you know, you get you get the project goes through, yeah. and you got yeah. the money, and you're back to Waitrose for yeah. a few weeks, yeah. and then you're back. Yeah, to, yeah. You kind of go through that, and yeah. if you haven't got any income whatsoever, how are you going to do that? Because people say to me, "Why you're doing you're doing all this really good stuff in project development? You're building, you know, with the eco houses you want to do. Why are you still doing mortgages? Well, that's my income.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what pays
1: my flipping bills. Yeah, you know, that's my regular income coming in, so that I can go and do the bigger stuff. Yeah. So if after you know all the years I've been in property development, I still need a regular income. Yeah. I think the person that's just leaving work, starting, they still need it as well.
0: You spoke about mindset and health on social media quite a bit. Do you think Mm. that's linked to that, a mindset change? Very much so. When you've got all that going on, what what would you say is the best thing to keep that mindset and health on the radar?
1: We all have good days and bad days. Yeah. It helps to have a good network of people around you. Yeah, yeah. you know, And people that you can call on message or whatever i mean i have some you know this year i've had a few health problems because i had i was suffering from pneumonia um, from december last year but because of the kind of person i am i didn't i didn't want to recognize the fact that it was pneumonia yeah. and i yeah. didn't want to believe my doctors because yeah. i thought oh no no it can't be that it's just a cold yeah. i went on for six months um and i was in and out of hospital but because i with me if I make a commitment to do something I'm doing it anyway so I still showed up for all the events that I was going to do I was speaking at Brooklyn's uh, PPN when we closed it down last year there's 220 people in the room at two points I nearly fainted on the stage but nobody knew that because I still kept going I just pretended that I needed to go and have some water because my head was spinning but I carried on I shouldn't have really I should have canceled some of those events and everything. And I know that now, but I really didn't listen to the people around me either. And now they know as well that how they need to sort of really talk to me to ensure that I don't do that again. So for me, um, I struggle with that a little bit because I'm always like, well, I've committed to this, so I have to do it. I'm not going to let people down. I hate letting people down. That really, really bugs me. You know, a lot of people say, well, you say things, the controversial stuff on Facebook. People then retaliate against that. Does that bother you? No, it doesn't. Yeah. The only thing that bothers me is when I feel like I've let somebody down. Yeah. I found that a lot of other people, they do keep pushing themselves and then your health does deteriorate because of it. And yeah. that's so important not to do that. Yeah. And that's something that I really need to deal with. I'm, I struggle with that a lot because I really don't think about myself or care for myself. Yeah. and um, But that's something I'm trying to change. So I'm talking to a... Um, a mindset mentor on Mm -hmm. that sort of thing just to get things straight in my head you know because we all need that we all need mentors and you know and mastermind groups I'm part of quite a few different mastermind groups business ones property ones the only thing I've never really looked at is my health and well-being and that's what I'm doing now
0: I think it's always put bottom, isn't it?
1: It is. And it shouldn't be. It no, needs to no. be at the top because all, that's what's going to keep you bloody going.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's all part of the same thing, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, it's going to affect your business yeah. at some you've point. You've got to have
1: a good balance of all of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. totally. And I think, I think, I mean, I, I've been similar to the way you said is when you're when you're sort of an entrepreneur and you've got really strong business goals and you want to do it and you're committed to it, you won't let anything stop in your way. Yeah. If it means like, you know, working late in the day or, you know, scrapping your health off a little bit, you'll do it. Mm. But you've got to, like, check on yourself every once in a while and think, actually, I need to take a step back a minute and just take a small break and yeah. and work through it. It is yeah. vitally important.
1: Mm. You've got to give yourself me time.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have
1: started to do that recently. Uh, and to be honest with you, the first few times I did it, I felt so guilty.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: oh, my God, I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking about me. I'm here, you know, either having a, a spa day or something. I'm thinking... I should really be checking my emails. Yeah. I've got so-and-so to respond to. I've got, you know, so-and-so's commercial development thing yeah. to sort out. I've got such-and-such such to do, and I'm sitting here in a flipping spa having massages. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. But, you know, slowly, slowly, now I've realised, no, actually, you know, this is really, really important. I've got to get out of my own way, as people say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've got to allow this to happen. And you feel so much better. And I feel far more productive the next day when I've done that yeah,
0: so I think well definitely.
1: why why don't you just sort yourself out lady and do it I, I'm a very social person anyway so I do like to spend a lot of time with my family and friends so I always make sure I've got time for them and with my with my sons as well I like to spend quality time with them so we have um, sort of like movie nights and things like that yeah, yeah. you know the specific films that we only watch as a family like yeah. all the Marvel stuff and yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious and all that. You know, the kids have to watch it with us first before yeah. they're allowed to watch it with any of their friends. <laughs> and they end up watching the film about 20 times in the end, yeah. you know, because they want to watch it with their, that group of friends and they yeah. want to watch it with their cousins and whatever. That's fine. But it has to be watched as a family first. Yeah. And I think things like that are important. Yeah, are. Yeah. Once, once a week we try to go out as a family for a family dinner. Yeah. And I think that's really important. You know, it's a bit of a catch-up. And My dad used to do this, this with us when we were younger. So as we were growing up, you know, everybody, because uh, it's myself and my two older brothers. So we'd be really busy doing this, that, and the other. And my dad was like, right, okay, before you go out, you sit down with me and your mom. You have your dinner with us, and then you can bugger off and do what you like. Yeah. And yeah. we did that, and that was a bit of a routine, and that yeah. was nice. Because everybody's so busy. We all have meal times at different times nowadays. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. nobody eats at the same time like they used to. True. yeah. And so you've really got to make time for your family and for friends as well yeah I think that's important and a lot of people lose focus on that because they just think I've got to be grinding I've got to be hustling grinding doing this yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah. that I can't be seen you know to be yeah. giving up on my work to go and do that yeah you're going to burn yourself out doing yeah. you
0: that. You mentioned about with your husband as well. You, you do mm. quite a lot together. Do you find that helps things?
1: Yeah, because he even does all the bloody work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just talk about it. I don't actually do anything. It's him.
0: <laughs> Delegation. <laughs> yeah, does. exactly.
1: You know, I have no idea what we do, but he does it all. He's actually speaking at the Canary Wharf PPN this month.
0: Yeah, I saw
1: that. So he, you know, so he's going to he's doing the main presentation. And a lot of people do want to see more of him, Mm. but he's so busy with actually doing what we're supposed to be doing that he doesn't have time for that. But his big passion is eco-houses. So now we've got he's got all these house types done, he's got a catalogue of house designs done and everything, which will make it easier for developers to just look at the catalogue and say, Mm -hmm. Right, I've got this site for ten houses, I want three of those, two of those, one of those, one of those and they can price it up so he's done that with Sips and with Modular so that's been a big passion for him and he's been working on that for the last five six years and now he's at the stage now he's ready to really launch this on on a big scale so now that's why he's actually going to be coming out to some of the events and talking about this Uh, but a lot of people say oh my god he does exist I'm like (laughs) yeah he does exist (laughs) and he he he's so knowledgeable Um, but every time he does come to an event he just gets bombarded yeah you know, the last time he was at Canary Wharf um, was a few months ago. He didn't actually make it into the room because he wasn't speaking. He was just yeah. there to support me. But because people were there with plans, yeah, you know, they do that. If they, they know Pete's going to be there, yeah. they're just oh, Pete, can I have a quick word with you? And out come all these plans. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and three hours later, he's got he's still got a line of people, you know, wow. and he never yeah. actually makes it into the room. The same thing at Leicester PPN when he's been there, yeah, he's never actually made it into the room, has he? He's always outside. Yeah, so he's. I don't know why I show it because I never <laughs> get into the bloody room and he is saying he might be there this Monday because I've got Richard Little coming yeah, yeah, and yeah. Pete and Richard are good friends he's like he wants to be there to see Richard but he's like I know if I would get there I'm never actually going to get in the room though because yeah. people are just going to be outside and I'd like those people to listen to Richard first because yeah. uh, Richard's got some amazing value to give you know, thing. but yeah so working with him a lot of people say, well, you know, if you're working with your husband, you kind of never switch off, mm. and sometimes that can yeah. happen because yeah, yeah. we can be sitting there watching TV, yeah. and all of a sudden, people are like, "Well, did you send so and so an email?" I'm like fucking nine o'clock at night, mate. You're asking me this now, right? It's on my list to do. Oh, like, well, can't you just do it now? Like, no. <laughs> no, and that can yeah. happen sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and he is really working Um, But we've sort of Struck a balance Over the years And Pete's one of these Morning riser people You know Five o'clock in the morning Bullshit (laughs) (laughs) I'm not human At five o'clock In the morning Right But he's He's up He goes to the gym He's back home He's at his uh, Computer He's at his desk Before seven o'clock Yeah I'm just about Kind of Almost <laughs> human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not out of bed at seven. No chance. I kind of stroll out of bed about eight, eight thirty, yeah. nine if I can push it. How <laughs> <laughs> terrible! My kids get themselves up. They get their breakfast. They get dressed, and they go.
2: Yeah, oh, got well trained then. Oh God, yes.
1: <laughs> I got them trained from about the age of three because yeah. I was not going to get up and do that stuff. Yeah, so they've always done that. So, so I'm a bit of a lazy morning person. That's why I say to people, you know, I don't even put my phone on until 10 o'clock because yeah, yeah. I don't want people ringing me. I want to have my tea and, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. toast or whatever. And I want to get myself sorted. Um, I want to check my emails a little bit first, quickly respond to what the ones I need to do. And then I'll switch my phone on. And when, once you switch your phone on, that's it, it's all better yeah, not it, isn't starts, it? The yeah. WhatsApp messages yeah. from all the bloody groups and yeah, everything yeah. else. And yeah. So it helps that we've got different routines. Because yeah. I don't get in his way in the morning yeah. and he gets a hell of a lot done in the morning. True. That's my excuse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do that. I <laughs> lay around yeah. in bed to, in order to allow yeah. him to you know, do what he needs to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we, we've got an office in the house. When we built the house, we built it with an office suite in there. Um, but a lot of the times... I don't like to be in the office at the same time as him. So I will just take my laptop and sit in the other room because he just... I don't want to hear these conversations because when he's talking about the projects and everything, if I overhear things... That I don't want to really know that information yeah, with you'll the planning,
2: stop to worry and, think yeah. and
1: I, yeah, it's more noise for me. Yeah, yeah, um, sometimes yeah. he tries to tell me, like, I'll complain, "Oh, well, why is that planning taking so bloody long?" And he's like, "Well, I'm like, stop there. I don't really want to know. Yeah. I just wanted to have a whinge and I'm off now." Because yeah. it's you know, <laughs> you told me planning would have come through weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. you're still far asking about with it. What's going on? I don't really want a full four and a half hour answer about what's happening with it. I just want to know. It's coming through soon. Yeah.
0: Because
1: yeah. I don't need all the additional noise in my head.
2: Yeah, we're not worried about the details. I don't just, care about it. Yeah.
1: I really don't give a shit. Pete loves his spreadsheets. Yeah, I yeah. freaking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Cal, come and have a look at this spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, can I
0: just yeah. boil my
1: head first, please. <laughs> yeah. I understand this. Morning, oh, I need to go to an event. He's like, you didn't tell me. Like, oh yes, there's one in Derby today, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've run off. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to look at plans. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that stuff. You know, site visits and things. If it's cold and wet, I don't want to be there. <laughs> True. Yeah. If it's a nice sunny day and I can go and take a few photos and stand around, and go, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. I don't want to do the other bits. I don't need yeah.
2: to. And I think that works in partnerships. So I think if you yeah. if you work with people who are too similar to you in business, it's it can you have conflict. So you yeah. get to Find people that complement each other.
1: Mm, yeah, um, definitely. Have
2: you found that with any other sort of partnerships you've got or done any other JVs with or? Um, what's your experience and the sort of advice to people on that
1: I think you've got to be really careful when you get into joint ventures with Mm. people Uh, and like the joint venture I've got with Access with Ali and Carl that works really well because again Ali and Carl have very very strong personalities I've known Ali for many years Carl for a few years now and it works I don't tread on their toes they don't tread on mine Uh, it's really funny because Ali and I were having a conversation last night and he's the co-founder of Access Financial Services And he, we were just, you know, disagreeing about something. And he said, oh, no, no, don't disagree with me. I feel like we're getting divorced here now. You know? <laughs> he's like, you don't forget. He said, Pete's your husband at home. Yeah. I'm your husband at work. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're going to get a slap if you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah. like, you know, because we do re- work really well. Again, we're different personalities. Yeah. Um, but that works really well in that sense as well. Uh, I would struggle with people who are similar to me.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think those people would struggle with me as well.
0: From the brokerage side, of that, how have you seen the finance industry change? I didn't realise you're oh. ex-Lloyd's, by the way. Oh, didn't ex-Lloyd. you? Are you? yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Surrounded <laughs> <laughs> by
1: them. Okay. Well, no. It, 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 in the Black Horse days, it was good. Yeah. You know, they they treated you like a proper financial consultant. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I struggled with it when they joined with TSB because then that was when everything changed, and yeah. TSB didn't respect the consultants as much as. Lloyd's used to, yeah, and they started changing everything. I mean they wanted me to stand behind um, the the people at the counters okay. and say to them, well, "Why are you not, why have you not booked that person to an appointment yeah, yeah, yeah. with me and,
0: Don't miss the that.
1: The cashiers are busy trying to do yeah, what they yeah, yeah. do they, they They have not signed up to sell uh, you know the credit cards and loans and everything. They want to do their job and they want to bugger off home yeah. yeah. And you know, and one of the field managers I had when I was at Lloyd's, um, he was a bit of a tyrant, and we started to really butt heads at that time. And I was like, you know, I really don't need this job. You know, I could I could walk out of here right now. I'd be happy. And he sent me to a um, to see an elderly lady at her house. Okay, because she. Wasn't as mobile as she'd been before. So I went and she had loads of cats. Now, I don't like cats.
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) And I've got a really bad allergy to cats as well anyway. So that's one of my good excuses for not liking them. Uh, Plus, I don't see the point in cats. A dog, yes, I can understand. You can take the dog for a walk, you know, with the, you the company yeah, of it. But what the hell do that. cats do? Yeah,
2: just major It's like a flipping
1: mother in law, it's just sitting <laughs> yeah. there looking at you, saying, so feed me, and then they bugger off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, see him for a few days, and then she's back again, feed me again. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Anyway, true. so this lady had all these cats, and, uh, and I walked in, I thought, oh, no. And I'm there with my laptop. You know, in those days, you yeah, had yeah, your yeah. laptop, you know, a little printer, yeah. all that freaking stuff you had to carry around. And anyway, I was there to to talk to her about her investments and this yeah. woman had a fair bit of money and she lived on this lovely farmhouse and I said to her so look you know, can you just shoo all these cats out because I really have bad allergies yeah. and, and everything and obviously I need to get my top out and when the printer starts making all the noises that it used yeah. to in those days I said your cats are going to you know be
0: all over the place yeah, yeah. exactly
1: and she goes oh no no my cats are really friendly I was like they're the worst kind because yeah. the friendly <laughs> ones Robin come right Arabia. up to you yeah. Yeah. I like the cats that are not friendly because they'll keep out my bloody way yeah. and <laughs> she got well, rid of all of them except for one this one cat she said she will not leave the room I was like right that's fine then I said like, but can you just make sure you keep it away from me she's like yeah the cat will be next to me <laughs> <laughs> I opened on my laptop Got the printer on, so I'm printing off some documents. Yeah, obviously, the cat gets a bit crazy, j- jumps onto my laptop, peed all over my laptop.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, seriously, I don't need this shit in my life. Yeah. I just gotta literally left the laptop and the printer, everything, walked out, got in my car, drove back to the branch, phoned my field manager on the way from my car phone, and said, Right. My laptop <laughs> and my printer are at that address. You need to send somebody from IT to go and pick it up. Yeah, and I resigned.
2: Final
1: breaking point. It was. Yeah. It, I'd just had enough by then. Yeah, yeah. There's only that so far you can push push somebody. Yeah. You know, I was a financial consultant. I wanted to speak to people about their investments, about yeah, their mortgages yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the pensions. I didn't want to be trying to sell them credit cards. Yeah. yeah. I, and because all those things were really starting to push me, and then that cat peeing on my laptop was the last straw yeah. I was like this is the excuse I need
0: yeah, yeah. sometimes
1: you just need that Something you have one yeah, incident that happens okay. and you think that's it I don't need this shit anymore
0: so where, where have you seen the, the compliance change in, in the finance industry oh. from, the, from the brokerage side you know it's, it's it's getting really strict
1: it is very much so um, and to, to some extent it, that's needed yeah because there's a lot of uh, there have been a lot of cases in, in the past where Um, people you know obviously have used the system to get funding that they really shouldn't have and a lot of those people are then in financial difficulty yeah and as much as you know we'll say well you know it's the client's fault they should know majority of time they haven't got a clue i come across people who've got four or five mortgages because they've got residential they've got some buy-to-lets. they still haven't really got a handle on mortgages yeah, yeah. or funding or criteria or what they you know they should be or shouldn't be doing yeah. and and it's down to the broker to make sure that they are giving them the right advice so yes. I agree with the compliance it needs to be there
0: yeah.
1: I lose the will to live doing it so, I don't do it. I don't do regulated mortgages anymore. No, no, I have no. a team of staff that do that. Yeah. They love it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah. I stepped away from that. I love commercial and development funding. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, there's an element of compliance in that as well. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to sit there writing suitability letters and all that kind of stuff. It's just not for me anymore. I'm leaving that to other people who might enjoy doing that.
0: Yeah. And how did you sort of grow that? Because that's obviously a different business and a different ballgame to property altogether. How did you find growing that business?
1: For me, it's always been hand in glove.
0: Because
1: okay. I've been you know, in finance for such a long time. Yeah. And for me, the the property business was actually more of a sideline to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so when I had my own mortgage brokerage, uh, for me it was, well, okay, I've got money, i want to invest it in a property. Yeah. And it was just sort of recycle that and then buy another one. And so it's sort of building up the portfolio. But it was back in 2008 when... Obviously, we had all the problems in the mortgage industry. I was actually a um, an AR for a network, okay, and which basically means that your your authorization comes from that network, yeah. Okay, so they do all the compliance and everything, and they you know top slice your commissions and whatever. Anyway, the network went bust overnight, so they closed down, which basically meant we had to close down. Yeah, right. yeah. So, or overnight, you've lost your business. Yeah. Um, The other problem was I couldn't then register with any other networks because I couldn't get a reference from this one because they'd gone into bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. So I was told, okay, for six months, you're not going to be able to trade.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, okay, that's really good. You know, I've got four members of staff sitting there. I've got a shitload of cases sitting there. And this is when I was a packager and a broker. So the okay. mortgage brokerage and the packaging company had to close overnight. Jeez. wow. So, you know, if having the rug pulled out from underneath you like yeah, that yeah. was horrific. And it was then that I decided I was never going to let anybody have that kind of control over me again, yeah. ever. Mm. So that was my first joint venture at yeah, yeah. time because I thought right okay I don't really want to be directly authorised because I don't want to do all that yeah. you know compliance and everything yeah. and I don't want to go to another network because I never want to be in this position again yeah. so I spoke to a friend of mine who was directly authorised and said look I've got a client bank you've got the authorisation why don't I work with you mm. so we'll do a joint venture you do the regulated advice on, on the cases I'll do the strategy in terms of on the property side yeah. And we worked together. We split the commissions, yeah. we split the fees. He was like, yeah, I like the idea of that. And that's what we did. Right. So right. from there, that's where I've been since 2009, doing that. Okay. So this is why I've never gone back into, you know, being directly authorised in anything. Yeah. I am, obviously through um, Access Financial well Services, yeah, yeah. I am authorised, I can give advice. I just choose not to, not no. of the regulated stuff. Okay, It's not for me. No. I prefer to sit down with somebody and work out their strategy. Yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to properties and stuff. So, clients will send me their um, the property that they're looking at with the floor plans. Ask it then say, well, actually, what we should do is do this, this, and this. Yeah. do a bit of research into the area yeah. instead of doing that as a um, you know For Ben HMO. Why don't we convert it into flats? We'll just do this yeah. yeah, yeah. and and then talk about how we're going to fund it. So you know a- acquisition funding, development, and then exit. because yeah. the exit then we'll go back to the office For somebody yeah, yeah, there to yeah, yeah. do instead. Yeah, so I prefer to balance it out that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's more like a mentor, really.
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And I like that.
0: Yeah, that's where the value
1: Yeah, I don't want to be sitting there talking about criteria or thinking yeah. about criteria. What was the living daylights out of me? Yeah. I lose the will to live with that. I want to do the fun stuff.
0: The Entrepreneur Academy. Quickfire questions. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you?
1: That's you really stumped you? me, that has. <laughs> I do ever asked me that. Actually, I think a few people, because they think they like within the progressive community mm, yeah. they see that I'm at all these events and I'm on yeah, stage yeah. and I'm this they think that they can't approach me yeah cuz you know they kind of think oh no, no I don't want to go and ask her a question because she's so busy and yeah, everything yeah. but then when they do come and talk to me it's like oh gosh i didn't think you would you know spend the time to do that yeah. talk to me or anything or they've seen me at an event and not come and spoken to me there yeah. but then they've put the question on on a forum or on facebook and i've answered it I said, "Oh, I saw you." I said, "Well, why didn't you come to talk to me then?" Yeah. And then it comes out that oh, because you were on stage, and I felt like you know I couldn't really approach you. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want people to think that. I want people to know that they can approach me.
0: When I first came to PPN Leicester, it was quite daunting.
1: A lot of times when you come into networking events and there's so many people in there, it is daunting. It
0: is, yeah. I
1: remember the first time I went to a networking event, I thought, oh, my God, I'm never coming to any of this shit again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I went to the one... The worst thing with the one I went to is they were doing speed networking. Uh, Have you ever uh, done yeah. that? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. i Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Really? There's about 40 people in the room and they said, right, lined them all up, you know, like this. so you're sitting opposite somebody. Okay. But you're sitting right next to the next person, so you're going to kind of have to shout because
0: you <laughs> <laughs> 40, well, there's 40 people yeah. chatting
1: at the same bloody time. So it's like, okay, you've got 30 seconds to introduce yourself, the people yeah. on the left, and then you've got to shut up and 30 seconds for the person opposite you to introduce themselves. Okay. And then once that their second 30 seconds is going to go, then all the people on the second row are going to move a chair yeah, round. Yeah. So the people on this row will stay. So, after you know, so 30 seconds, do my bit. 30 yeah. seconds, they've done their bit. You're giving each other business cards. I yeah. sat there at the end of it with about 30 business cards thinking, I haven't got a freaking clue <laughs> any of these people are. Yeah. I don't remember the conversation I had with them because yeah. I'm trying to shout over all these other people. Yeah, my throat yeah. fucking hurts. I want to go home. I hate this place. I'm never coming <laughs> in again. Yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous.
0: And that's what your vision of networking was. That was at the
1: time. time. I thought, yeah. shit, this is really, really weird. And then I went to a progressive event and uh, I started speaking to Rob and I thought okay now I'm going to try a PPN instead so I tried the Nottingham PPN and I actually liked that one because it wasn't that busy but they weren't trying to force you to talk to people especially like not in that way yeah and, um, but what I found when I first started networking is you get these people that run around collecting everybody's business cards,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: And I'd have people coming to me, oh, can I have your business card? I'd be like, yeah, okay, here you go, yeah. And then the next day, you get this long email, and you think, I can't remember who this person is, right. I don't th- think I even had a conversation with them, so why are they sending me this long ass e- yeah, email, yeah. right? That I that don't either. really, yeah, because yeah. they haven't bothered to get to know me. So I then stopped taking my business card to, to networking yeah. events, I don't have business cards now, okay because I don't want them. And I don't take business cards because I lose business cards. My bag has an invisible hole in there that business cards (laughs) are going to die, right? When people offer me a business card, I say, don't do that. I said, i say to them like, I'll give you my number right now, let's just connect. Or I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, find me, connect with me, yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Because then, yeah. at least when I see their face, I'll remember who they are.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. You
1: know, if I have a business card, somebody ringing you two, three days later, oh, I met you at something I don't remember who you are. No. Don't remember the conversation we had. Yeah. What's the point? So I would say to people, don't run around giving out your business cards. Try to connect with at least three people in that room on that night. Yeah. Have some sort of meaningful conversation with them. Yeah. And more importantly, if there's anything going on afterwards, like with the Leicester one we do the curry yeah, yeah, yeah. or if they you know everybody's going for a drink somewhere, join them for that. Yeah. That's where you're gonna have the really meaningful conversations with people yeah. and get to know people. And
2: you'll remember the names and you remember the faces.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Rather than running around like a blue ass fly trying to collect business cards. It's yeah. a people business exactly it? numbers. Yeah. It's not about the numbers. The numbers are and you've got to go regularly. People are like, yeah. Oh, I went to that event, I only met two people. If you met two people you had good conversations, fantastic, you did yeah. well there. Yeah. Go again the next month. Yeah. Go again the month after. And that's yeah. what you need to do because people need to see you a number of times before they actually, you know, so have meaningful conversations with you or yeah. get to know you. Yeah. So I say to people, you need to have at least two events that you go to regularly. So you're kind of known in the room. Make sure that you, you are then known to the host as well and yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and then choose one that's slightly of your comfort zone, so maybe one in yeah. London or something like that. And that's why I've changed the London one to do an afternoon one to get more people from yeah. outside of London okay. to yeah. London so they can come to the event, but they can still catch the train back home. You know, exactly. people always say the people in London are the ones with the money. The people outside of London are the ones with the deals. So they kind of need to be brought together. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're, I'm trying to do with the London event. Um, so that's what I try to say to people. go to. You've got to be known in your local area. So you've got to go to you know, at least one or two events yeah. in your local area. Um, and, but then you've got to push yourself as well. Because that's where you're going to meet your potential investors or yeah. other people that you can maybe collaborate with. And don't, you don't necessarily need to fall into joint ventures with people all the time. I say to people, don't do that. If you're going to yeah. look at a deal with somebody, collaborate instead. Yeah. You don't need to start. Oh, we need to start up a limited company together. Yeah. You can see that too often. People yeah, say it to me. Too often. Too and quick. I said, No, I'm not going to join your limited company. What I'll do is my limited company will JV with yours. Yeah. We'll collaborate on something. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not going to be in a bunch of different limited companies with people.
2: No, test the waters first. Exactly, see what works, yeah. see what doesn't work. Yeah, and... You might be
1: a complete nut and crazy person after six <laughs> yeah. months. I won't want to kill you. Yeah. You might actually end up in the foundations of the next project. But, you know, yeah. I don't want to then be trying to wind up that limited company with you. It's just about the meaningful conversations that you've yeah. got to have. And so networking events are great, but you've got to go there with a purpose. Yeah. You're not just going there to have a, you know, wander around. And a lot of people say, oh, I go to networking events depending on who the speaker is. How often have you actually done any business with a freaking speaker? Yeah, true. Yeah? They, they come, they do their bit and they bogger off. Yeah. And majority of the speakers don't come to those events regularly anyway.
2: No, they'll be there once and that's what That's it, you're what not going to see them, them. again. Yeah. So
1: why are you going there because of that speaker? You're going there for the people in the room. Yeah. The speaker is a bonus. You might learn something new from them, that's great. It's the people in the room that you're going to do business yeah. with. So to concentrate on those.
0: What makes you or someone an entrepreneur, in your opinion?
1: I'd say somebody that thinks outside the box a little bit. Okay. Um, and someone that, once they come up with an idea, or somebody, you know, they hear about something, they actually get off their asses and do something about it. Yeah. Mm. They don't just sit there talking about it. You know, you got the people that... Oh, I'll do that once I've got my business cards ready once I've got the website ready once yeah. I've done this once yeah. I've done that one and they're so busy getting their ducks in a line
0: it never actually happens it never happens
1: because no. your website's never going to be perfect I haven't even got a bloody website you
0: heard the phrase one yeah there's quite a few of yeah
1: they're the ones who you know Oh, which logo do you think's good and you're on yeah, Facebook yeah. I've got four logos yeah.
0: that
1: was Didn't seven months ago yeah,
0: yeah what have
1: you done since then yeah you know, you get the ones that, yeah, they put their logos up and the next day the website's up and everything. that's great because they are actually taking action. Yep. And then they start doing deals and they're doing projects yeah. and they're working, you know, yeah. their way around. But you get the other ones that just, they've been talking about it for six months, seven months, eight months.
0: Never do it. Yeah. And then
1: just not doing it, you know. And same thing like with podcasts. You've got so many people I've heard saying, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do, what's, what are you going to do your podcast? No idea. Yeah. Good place to start. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. you're not going to really get there then, are you? If that's where you're where you starting from. Mm. But if, if you're an entrepreneur, you think, well, I'm going to do an, a podcast, I'm going to do it about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do one now. And just okay. do it. And I'm yeah. doing it. I order my whatever this equipment is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, don't know what this stuff is. I mean, that one just looks like a, <laughs> a furry rabbit. animal. Yeah, and I looked at that <laughs> yeah. when I walked in I thought, what on earth is that? <laughs> it's pretty cute. I'm going to take a photo of that before I go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that one looks like one that's of those radio station things yeah. you, you get, you know, which is yeah. great. But Rob goes on about his Zoom thingy. Zoom oh, F Hey? Zoom
0: H1. Zoom H1, yeah. doesn't he? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I yeah. think
1: he mentioned that about twenty times yeah, in that last did. podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think he's yeah. getting commission from them. Yeah, it must be, yeah. <laughs> to um, me, that's what an entrepreneur is.
0: If a book was written about you, what would oh, it be called? God.
1: The crazy old Indian woman. <laughs> 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 I have actually written a chapter in somebody else's book which really? is going to be coming out okay. soon I can't say anything more about that no, no, it is no. a book for charity uh, but that is uh, more around what advice you would give to your younger self okay. and I really uh, okay. enjoyed doing that chapter I, I actually realised a few different things about myself from just sitting there thinking about that one so that was really interesting yeah. I don't know though, a book about me it would just be crazy wouldn't it <laughs>
0: I, think be worth I Dread to think. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean how I always say to my kids, I'm glad they didn't have Facebook and things like that when I was growing up.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I might get myself into a lot more trouble. Alright, that's <laughs>
0: yeah, no. the next one then, because I was gonna say, what would you give yourself advice? But we'll have to wait for the book Oh come yeah, out. you'll yeah. have to read that chapter. There go, cheap yeah. Plug, yeah. yeah. One word to describe your personal self. And then the next question is just describe your business self. Would you say you're two different people?
1: I'd say so yeah my personal self I'd say sociable okay very much so um and I'm the kind of person so like a lot of times when people you know say let's have a meeting let's have a Mm. coffee I say just come to my house yeah my house is open I'm not, you know, I don't have a problem with people knowing where I live I've got nothing uh, to hide I'm not going to screw anybody over so I'm happy for the world to know where I live and so a lot of people when they want to have meetings I just say come to my house yeah. we'll sit down There's plenty of coffee and whatever there we don't need to go and sit in a pub or a coffee shop to do that um, uh, but then when it comes to my personal life I am very sociable I do like to have a lot of parties the way we designed our house uh, a lot of it is open plan and so we do have a lot of parties we've got lots of mood lighting in there yeah. we've got doors that open out into the garden where yeah. we've got the barbecues and everything and Pete and I will have a barbecue for 50 people at the drop of a hat yes. and it's I mean the last time we just went to Costco walking around there there's, you know they've got those big salad platters yeah. and I looked at it and I said to Pete I said, that's really nice I will get one I said well it's a bit much for just me and you I thought well let's have a party then <laughs> and that was it we were standing in Costco at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning and he was on the phone I'm on the phone ringing people saying right we're having a barbecue at our house be there 2 o'clock and that That's was it sort of, and these is yeah. people from Birmingham from uh, okay. Warsaw from Wolverhampton from Nottingham from yeah. Derby, yeah. and they are like yeah alright then <laughs> and then we ended up with 40 people in the house yeah. Within a space of a few Why hours, not? just quickly yeah. went round Costco, got all the stuff that we needed. Phoned up Reese and said, "Right, get to the butchers, get the lamb chops." Yeah. Reese was like, "What's going on?" So we're having a barbecue. <laughs> okay, <laughs> off he goes. Yeah, and that's it. I think it's important. You've got to have fun in your life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The life is far, far too serious. And if yeah. I can have a party for any excuse, I will do. <laughs>
0: what about your business self?
1: Determined, yeah. I am very I like much that. so.
0: If you could change one thing about the property sector what would it be?
1: Oh, just one thing. I yeah. <laughs> have a list of hundred.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Um, I think it would be more clarity. Okay. Mm. In everything that's out there. Because a lot of people don't realise or don't understand the funnel that they're going into. Yeah. Yeah. And once they realise that, then they realise that they've actually done the wrong things. And I think if they had more clarity to begin with... They wouldn't have spent all the thousands and thousands of pounds that they've done with, you know, there are other training academies out there and I've known quite a few that have come from those and then they've come across to like one of the PPNs and everything and they come to me. They spent £30,000 on courses and stuff wow, yeah. what what are you doing? Nothing. Yeah, I haven't got anywhere. Else. I haven't got nothing. £30,000 in education or so-called education. They still don't even understand how to fund anything. That's ridiculous. So there does need to be a lot more clarity.
0: This is the Entrepreneur Academy. If you have a question, use the hashtag the Entrepreneur Academy.